mark of sukkah is how to eat in a sukkah. So, you know, we started the Mishnah, you can eat in a sukkah. Can you do it under a bed? Can you not do it under a bed? We then moved on to like a sukkah that's not pavua. We then moved on to tiltamu mechamtse, etc. Then, then we now have to talk about how to eat in the sukkah. We started we started the um, last Mishnah about Achilles Keva, Achilles Aroy, last two Mishnahis about that. Now we talk about the actual Su'udis. Rebbe Eliezer, we are on Zion Amarav, the Mishnah about five lines. Says the Mishnah of Eliezer, Arba, Esrei, Sudis, 14 Sudis, Chayivadam Lech of the Sukkah. A person must eat in the Sukkah, which means, we'll see in the Gemara in a minute, that, that the Pasuk of Teshu Ketaduru takes what's normally optional and makes it a Chiyiv. You must eat in the Sukkah. Therefore, you must have the normal amount of Sudis, which is two meals per day. One day meal, one night meal. There's no set amount to the matter. Whenever a person wants to eat, he must eat in the sukkah, but you don't have to eat. So if you don't want to eat that day, you don't have to eat a meal. If you want to eat a meal, you have to eat in the sukkah. Except for the first night of sukkah, which is a chiyav, just started the Mishnah of Zion. The, um, which the first night of Sukkot is a chiv. You must eat a kezayis of pas in the Sukkot, whether you want to or not. It is a mitzvah, just like the first night of Pesach. Even if you don't really want to eat matzah or your gluten uh, problems, you still have to eat a kezayis of matzah, unless you'll die. Says the Gemara, blazer, and her blazer says, Mishle Achal, someone who did not eat one of the meals, Lele Yantafarishain, he did not eat the meal on the first night of Sukkis, Yashlim, he should make it up. When? Lele Yantavachan Shell, Lele Yantavachan on the last days. Because, we're going to have to modify this in the Gemara, but because like this, in Revelation, you run into a problem. You're missing a suit. So what are you going to say? Eat another suda? Well, you can't because you have to eat anyway two meals a day. So eating more than that isn't going to make up for a lost chiv. So Rebbe Liezer is like in a bind. On one hand, I want you to make up the meals, but on the other hand, you have to anyway, you have to anyway give, you have to anyway do two meals a day. So you can't really make something up when you owe that to me anyway. And it's like, you know, you didn't pay your membership last year, so I'll pay it this year, but you still owe last year's. You can't make it up if you have to keep on doing it. So we're going to run into this problem in Rabbi Yezer. So he says, well, you do it on Shemini Atzeres. We'll discuss that in the Gemara. And the Chacham Tashlumen. If you missed the first night, there is no makeup. This is what the Pasuk means in Kehelas, Mu'uvis, something that was made crooked. Can never be straightened out, can never be fixed. Like you'll never be able to get a paper clip perfectly straight. No matter like how much you bend it and try, it's never perfectly straight. Because it's twisted in such a good way. 
the chisron and a lack, a loss, you will never be able to count it. That this is a permanent loss, and no matter how much you keep trying to pay it back, sorry, you missed the first night, there's no way to pay it back. So, first, let us discuss the machlekes between Rebbe Lazar and the Chacham. My time with the Rebbe Eliezer, what is Rebbe Eliezer's reason? Says the Pasuk Teishu Keintaduru, that the mitzvah sukkah is to sit in the sukkah, yeshiv the sukkah, keintaduru, the way you live. Madira, just like normal people live, achas biyev, achas bulayla, one meal at day and one meal at night. Av sukkah, achas biyev, achas bulayla. Sukkah is one meal by day and one meal by night. And like we said, it doesn't matter what you do. We're going to discuss in the end of the Gemara about Ripas who asked this question, but it doesn't matter what you do. The Torah said it is a mitzvah to do normal things in a sukkah. So let's say you, per- you personally don't sleep in a bed. Well, on sukkahs, it's a mitzvah to sleep in a bed. Let's say you personally don't eat two meals a day. Well, on sukkahs, it's a mitzvah to eat two meals a day. The Torah legislated normalcy. Normalcy becomes a mitzvah. What's normal? Normal is two meals a day. So even if you don't usually do that, you still get a mitzvah for doing that on sukkahs. For Rabbanit say, no, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Yes, we learn out that you have to act in sukkahs like you act during your life, during the rest of the year. But how do you act the rest of the year? Totally voluntary. If you want to eat, you can eat. If you don't want to eat, you don't have to eat. Kadira, exactly like you're saying. You learn that from your normal house. Madira, just like at home. If you want, you can eat. If you don't want, you don't eat. There's some days you just don't feel like eating. So does anyone tell you, listen, it's, it's a Tuesday today. You got to eat lunch. No, it's a Tuesday. I could do whatever I want. So, so too in the sukkah, you could do whatever you want. Says the Gemara, Yachi, oh, it's so voluntary. It's so do whatever you want. Then how come you tell me I have to eat the first night? The Gemara is asking a very long Shikasha. I, I get it. I get it. You're saying there's a chiv to eat in the sukkah from Tesvav, Tesvav. But the Gemara wants to know why isn't that a stira to Teshu Kedaduru? Which means, if you're telling me here, Usher, Usher, if you're telling me, maybe you're the for sure sukkah, says, oh, wow, two, two, two birds. So the Gemara is asking, the Gemara is asking, how could you legislate eating? Didn't you just get finished telling me that the definition of sukkah is whatever you feel like? If you want to eat good, if you don't want to eat also good, and the next thing you're telling me is you got to have a meal? Says the Gemara, Yahachi, Yahachi, I feel a belayla nami. So shouldn't Teshu came to do preclude a required suda the first night. Says the no. That's not a chiv alts teshu kentaduru. That's a chiv alts tesvav tesvav. It's not a kiyum of teshu kentaduru. It's a separate chiv. You gotta eat just like matzah. Says the Gemara, Omar, Bechem, Rishim, Rishim, Ben Yitzadik, Nemar, Kan, Chamisha, Osir, Venemar, Chamisha, Osir, Bechag, Hamatzis. It says Tesvav on Pesach, and it says Tesvav on Sukkot. And they're both extra, because the Torah already tell, told me what date it's on. So these are extra, and we make a special Gzer Shava from them. Malahalon, Laila Rishayim, Chayva. Just like the first night of Pesach, you gotta eat matzah. 
Mikan Velech Rishos, but afterwards it's voluntary. Afkan, Laila Harisha, and Chayva, Mikan Velech Rishos, so too the first night is a Chayv, afterwards is only Rishos. It says more, and how do you know that? How do you know that you have to eat matzah the first night? Maybe it's the same thing. You don't have to eat bread. But if you want to eat bread, you better make it matzah dick, not chamot stick. Says the Gemara, well, how do you know you have to eat matzah the first night? It says you will eat matzah that evening. The Torah established it as a chayv, not a voluntary zach. It's a chayv, and you must eat matzah. We learned Tesvach Tesvach. Therefore, you must eat the first night of Sukkot, whether or not you feel like eating or not. Even the Chachamim who hold the rest of Sukkot eating is voluntary. There's no mandatory meals. Even those Chachamim say you must eat in the Sukkot the first night. So we, just, so we never answer the question of... Why is it not Tishrik Hintaduru? That's not fun. No, we answered it. Now, this is like a, a lum de javart, and like plenty of people argue, the way we're learning, the chiv of the first night of sukkah is, is not a teshu came to dura de kechiv. Meaning there's two dinner. There's the rest of sukkah, the chiv teed in the sukkah is act like you were the rest of the year. The first night of sukkah, there's a chiv of teshu, and we spoke that at the time, it has to do with mitzdayer, Meaning, if it's not a teshu kentaduru dikazach, there's no p'tor mitzdayer, which is why, what do we do, what do we do when it comes by midnight, on the first night? If we're not, if it's raining, we eat in the sukkah anyway. Why? Where does that come from? Where does that come from? You know where it comes from? It comes from this Gemara, that the eating the first night is not a fulfillment of teshu kentaduru. You're not acting in the sukkah like you act in your house. That's the rest of sukkahs. Tonight, you're eating here because you have to, not because this is my new house. Like, you know, just like at home, you wouldn't eat in a rainy room. I don't care. You have to. That's the first, that's the din of the first night. It's a whole different din than the rest of the nights. How come we don't eat matzah? Because the, in the sukkah, yeah, and we don't eat behaseve either. I'm saying, well, maybe we should, I don't know. So you, no, because like it knows, it's, the, the, night, it's, it's the chiy of achil. It's the chiy of achil is an exerushal. So you can eat any. I mean, yeah. as long as you're eating. Yeah, yeah. Says the Gemaraites. Now, let's get back to that Rebelazer makeup meal thing. So you, the Gemara is going to ask like Mavish, like like a, a, a checkmate dikakasha. On one end, you gotta eat 14. You have to make it up. You can't make it up because you have to eat a meal then anyway. Okay, so you do it after sukkah. But well, what's the point of eating in sukkah after sukkah? You're not making up anything. In fact, you're being over on Avera. You're being over on Baltasif if you eat in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres, Lashem Mitzvah. I mean, if you eat in the sukkah like all the Litvaks do because it's Sveikah to Yuma, you're a tzaddik. But if you eat in the sukkah because you're claiming it's sukkah, you're a Russia. So what does Rabbi want you to do? What does what Rebbe want you to do? Eat a sukkah's dick and meal, or shemini atzeres, you're having a baltasif. And then the other days, you can't make it up. So Rebbe mom is putting you in a bind over here. Says, Lord, what's going on? V'ham Rebbe Lazar, arbasar says, chayva l'mlechel b'sukkah, achas b'yem v'achas l'layla. Well, you can't have it both ways. If he's the one that tells you you got to eat 14 meals, then he should be the one that tells me you gotta eat, you can't have a makeup. And he's the one that's telling me you gotta have a makeup? Checkmate. Checkmate. There's no answer to that question. Says the Gemara, what do you do when you don't have an answer? You admit you're wrong. Amr bira, Amr Rabami, Chazer Barabalazer. 
Obviously, from the safe of the Mishnah, Rebbe Lazar gave up on his first opinion. The first part of the Mishnah that said Rebbe Lazar holds you have to eat 14 meals, he ditched that shita. He ditched that shita. You don't have to eat 14 meals. You have to eat the first night. So if you miss the meal the first night, it's not a sukkah stick it did. You owe a meal. And that you could do even on Shemini Atzeris. Nothing to do with the sukkah. You owe a meal. That you could do on Lele Yat Amr Bira, Amr Ami, So the Gemara says, let's say you wouldn't make up that meal on Shemini Atzeris. Let's say you would want to make up the meal. Now that Rebelazer relented. Now that Rebelazer gave it up. So the second day of Sukkot, first day of Cholmah, you don't have to eat anything. So ha- let's say I want to make it up that day. How do you make it up? How do you make up that lost meal? If you say with bread, you're eating the Suda of that day. Now granted Rebelazer says you don't have to, but if you do eat a meal that day, it's not identifiably a make-up meal. A lot of us have real suddas on Cholamayid. So you can't say, I invite you to my house and you see me washing and eating Cholamayid sukkahs in the sukkah. Is that obviously a makeup meal for the first days? No, you'd assume I'm washing for Cholamayid. It's also a fine thing to do. So says the Gemara, if you're going to do the makeup meal with washing, then that's going to be identified as your regular suda of second day Cholamayid. So how is that a makeup meal? Says the Gemara, El Mayashlim. Make it up with nice fruits. If you make it up with fruits, you're yaitzit. So just to like keep score on Rabalazar when we move on, Rabalazar stated two sheetas in the Mishnah that you must eat 14 suits and you must have a makeup meal. Says the Gemara, he dropped the 14 suit requirements. He dropped that. But he does still hold of the makeup meal. The Chachamim never hold, held of either. They never held a 14 meals. Whenever you have to eat the first night, but after that you don't have to eat. And they never held of a makeup meal. Rabbi Lazar dropped the 14 meal requirement that he said in the Mishnah, but never dropped the makeup meal requirement. Period. Shal Apatropas Shal Gripas Hamelech, the you know the chief of staff of Agripas, didn't change weekly in those days. Shal Agripas, Apatropis Shal Agripas Amal, the Apatropis of Agripas asked Rebeliezer. He asked Rebeliezer, Kigaynani, me, Sheini Rogel Lefo, Elasuda Achas Biyoim, I eat one meal a day. Now, Mekhanzach Farshdown, what that meal was. And first of all, I had so many courses, it, you know. It was a meal that lasted you the whole day. Well, the mice was one meal. So he said, in Rebelazer's original opinion, that you got to eat two meals in the sukkah because that's what you normally do. Let's say a guy like me that normally only have one big meal a day. What do I do in the sukkah? Do I have a chi of two meals? So he says, listen, I'm going to ask you to leave your comfort zone and, and have two meals. And I know you're good at leaving your comfort zone. He says, I'm going to listen. Can I eat sudachas ve'i potter and be potter my chiv of eating a second suda? I'm going to listen. Every day, you're able to stretch out many appetizers for yourself, which means 
you eat appetizers, like officially, appetizers are supposed to make you want to eat more. So, you know, it's like officially an appetizer is supposed to be like a small taste of something geschmack. Like, mm, that's delicious. Uh, now I'm really hungry. Now we made an art out of like, you know, you know, being full on the appetizer. We're very talented. So, but in, those, in the old days, they ate appetizers. How many appetizers do you eat in order to enhance your appetite? So, you can't eat one appetizer for Hashem's honor. You know, do it for Hashem. Take one for the team. Watch a second time and eat an appetizer and, you know, enjoy an extra meal. I really, really hate to impose on you, but you're able to eat all sorts of appetizers to make yourself hungry. So, do one for Akash Baruch once. And now he asked him as well. Now, we're going to get into Rebbe Leezer Shita, which is going to have several parts of the Shita. But the Shita in general is, is that you can have only one sukkah on sukkahs, and that should be your only sukkah, and you should eat all the meals and sleep all the nights in that one sukkah of yours. And that's going to be this Shita of Rebbe Leezer that we're going to develop now. So this Apotropos of Agripas Asked Lazar in his shita, Kigainani, like me, Shiyeshli Shtenashim, I have two wives. And as Baron Wine would say, and two shvigers. Achas Bitveria, one in Tveria, Achas Bitsipairi, and one in Tsipairi. Vyeshli Shtesukas, and because I have two wives, I have two sukkas. Achas Bitveria, Achas Bitsipairi. So I know a regular person should not have two sukkahs. And I know it's really, really against your rules to have two locations on sukkahs. But Lamaisa, I really have two houses. And I really do this commute. You know, one night I'm in this wife's house and the other night I'm in that wife's house. So for me, can I have two sukkahs? Meaning I'm not coming to question your shita about the validity of having two sukkahs. Of course you shouldn't have two sukkahs. I understand your shita. Because you're saying, me and you, how many houses do you have? You have one house. And you go home every night to that house and you eat supper every night in that house. So for you to have two sukkahs is not a violation of Tejru came to do. Oh, but for me, I really have two houses. And I really have two wives. And I really alternate. So is for me to have two sukkahs a violation of Teshu Kentadur. I'm not, I'm not questioning your shita. I'm saying, can, from my situation, two houses be a fulfillment of Teshu Kentadur? Amalai, nope. Sha'ani Aimer, because I say, if one person leaves one sukkah to another sukkah, not only are you not yaitse in your second sukkah, by switching, You've shown us retroactively that your first sukkah wasn't a real one. So you nullified retroactively your previous sitting in that sukkah, showing it's not a sukkah of seven days. Batal mitzvah shorishoyna. You nullified your first mitzvah. In fact, continues the Gemara, time your blazer, You cannot go from one sukkah to another sukkah. And by virtue of that, meaning since there's one umbrella rule that you must make 
a sukkah for seven days, then inherently one cannot construct a sukkah in the middle of sukkahs because that inherently is a non-seven-day sukkah. So says the Gemara, No, 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 there's no problem having multiple sukkahs, and consequently, since there's no need to have a seven-day sukkah, obviously you can build yourself a new sukkah on Cholamayi. But even Rabbi Lazar, <coughs> generally as a requirement of having one sukkah, can agree if your sukkah falls, you may rebuild in the So now, don't worry about that last line. We'll revisit it in a minute. This general sheet of Rabbi Lazar that requires one sukkah for seven days, where does that come from? My time of Rabbi Lazar, what is Rabbi Lazar's reason? Omar Kra, because the Pasik says, Chagasukah is Tasilhashivas Yamim. It's a Mafurisha Pasik. Make a sukkah for seven days. Ase sukkah, make a sukkah haruilashiva. And a sukkah that's any less permanent than that is by definition not a sukkah. And therefore you can't switch sukkahs. For Abana, no 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 no. That's not how to read the Pasik. This is what the Torah is saying in that passage. Make a sukkah on those seven days. It's not saying for seven days. You're stuck in a word. It says, You're stuck in four. I stick in on. Who's more right? The Torah says, make sukkah seven days. you stuck in, it's missing a proposition. you stuck in four I stick in on. There's no, you know, there's no right or wrong here. That's how you read it, that's how I read it. Says the Gemara, Bishavan, and therefore we can both agree, Shemdaf, Shachazer, Bainis, Bachalamai, or Pshita. So the Gemara says, No, not Pshita. Maudetema Hayachritihi, this is another one, Vainal Shiva, and it's not a seven day sukkah. Kamash one, no, explains Rashi, this is a continuation of your first sukkah. This is a continuation of your first sukkah, that if your sukkah fell, rebuilding it is not another sukkah, which means, Lamasha, when a person does remodeling of their house, so if you keep, you know, it's a mini bar park, if you keep the shell, if you keep like the superstructure, then you don't have to get a new assessment for taxes, even though you tripled the value of your own. You knocked down that, you have to get a new assessment. So if you rebuild something and you leave the more or less the shell, that is, that's called the same building. Tanya Kishem. So this is another one A of that rule. Tanya Rebelazarimakishem just like a person cannot fulfill his requirement on the first day of Sukkis. with his friends Lulav, because the Torah uses the word Lachem. You will take for yourself. On the first day of Sukkot, creates Hadar and Esrei Kapas Tamar Malulav, and we darshan the word Lachem means Mishalachem. It must belong to you. So too, in Adam Yotzi, they say a person cannot fulfill his requirement. Why? And this is Reb Lazar is really, really. Um, you know, he's the Pashup shot over here because it says the same word, Lachem. So why would you darshan one Lachem to mean that and the next Lachem not to mean that? 
you should make for yourself Shiva Siyamim. Bishalcha, it must belong to you. So Rulazar over here is saying the simple reason. Granted, you're right about Lulav. Granted, you're right, the Pasik says you cannot use your friend's lulav, and it's because it says shalachem. You could be yet to your friend's sukkah. I don't know what we're going to do about lachem yet, but I will tell you my proof first. Like the Pasik says, read this Pasik simply. Every citizen of Yisrael. Yeshu Basukais will sit in a sukkah. The Pusik read in the simplest form can be read that all of Kal Yisrael will be Yaitsu with one sukkah. Now, there is no way that if everybody takes a share in the sukkah that we all own a Shavaprutas worth. We can't. It's dividing the pie too many ways. So says the Gemara, if we can all be Yetzi with one sukkah, the only way we can be Yetzi with one sukkah is by, it's really mine, but I'm going to lend it to you. Is by doing that kind of thing. So you see from that Pasuk, a loaned sukkah is okay. Okay, so now, the Reb Lazar has a drasha lacha, and the Rabbanon have a drasha, so now they each have to defend the other's drasha. Yeah, Lecha teaches you can't steal the sukkah. But a borrowed sukkah, I told you my source, every Jewish citizen can be answered with one sukkah. For a blazer, I call Ezrach my Ovidle. What does a blazer do with Kol Ezrach? Blazer says, yes, you're right. That Pusik does tell me that there is a scenario, there is a situation in which someone will not have his own sukkah the whole seven days. If a guy becomes a ger in the middle of sukkahs, he could be yaitse with a sukkah that he did not have for seven days. For a ger that converts in the middle of sukkahs, or a katan that becomes of age, becomes 13 on sukkahs. Sigmara says, well, I don't need a pasuk for that. Rabbanon came and showed Since Rabbanon, anyway, so you're allowed to make a sukkah on Chalmaid. Obviously, if you become a ger on Chalmaid, you're fine. Lay it End of that drasha situation. Now, the Gemara goes into some stories with Rabbi Eliezer Shita. Tana Rabbanon, Maisa Rabbi Loi. There's a story with Rabbi Loi. Shaholach lahak bil penei rabbi. Rabbi Loi went to visit Rabbi Eliezer, his Rebbe, in Lod. We know Rabbi Eliezer's city was Lod. Amalai, Eloi. So Rabbi Loi told him, Eloi, you are not from those that celebrate Yantif. You're a Yantif violator. Why? Shir Rabbi Eliezer, like we were saying, Rabbi Yezer said, I praise the lazy people. Which means there's one time that being lazy is a mila. There's one time being lazy is a positive thing. When it comes to sukkahs and going away, if you're lazy, you end up staying home in your sukkah the whole time. Maybe your laziness that drove you, but the mice you're to sukkahs. Mashiach and active people 
the jumping all over the place and the going all over the place, they are not Yaitzi Sukkahs because they're going from Sukkah to Sukkah. She'en Yaitzi Mateim Beregel. Dechsev Visamachta Ato Beisecha. You should stay at home. Says the Gemara. Oh, says the Gemara. He, he was saying even on regular Yom Tov, beside the Sukkah of Sukkah, you should stay over Yom You should be with your family on Yom but it's by Rega. It's by all the Rego. It's this week's parasha. If I'm not mistaken. That's why. It's by yeah. It's by Ali the Rego. This week's parasha. Which is by Chil Rego. You bring your ice when you go to Rego. It doesn't say by any of the Sukkim by Sukkish words of Pesach. It doesn't say it. So I'll, we'll look it up after we finish. Here's the right here. Well, let, let, let me just finish this off. Timer, someone has to, someone has to go. Give me one second, one second. Someone says, really? Rebeliezer rejects the whole notion of, of visiting your Rebbe on Yontif? He's saying it's better not to? V'ha'amar b'yitzchak. It's a drasha. B'yitzchak says, How do you know that a person is chayiv to greet his Rebbe on a Yontem. Shanamar, we find that Elisha asks the Shunamis, why are you visiting me on a non-Yontem day? Or, sorry, the, the Shunamis' husband asks, why are you going to Elisha? Why are you going to him, the Navi, Hayyim, today? It's not a Chodesh, or it's not a Shabbos, Mechlal, we can infer from there, the Chodesh for Shabbos, on special days like Yom Tevim, Mechayim v'nishlak b'lei p'nei Rabbi. Says the Gemara, Rebbe Eliezer will hold, yes, you're Chayim to be Eilul Regal if you can make it home that night, and sleep in your own bed, be home with your family. Lekasha, Hod Azul v'asibiyumei, that's when you go round trip in one day, then yeah, it's a fine thing to be visiting your Rebbe and Yom. Ha, the Oz of if you may, the place where Belazar said, I praise the lazy ones, is when you cannot make your round trip in one day. Continues the Gemara Tanar Baramaisim Rebeliezer. There's a story with Rebeliezer, Shabbos, that he spent Shabbos, Begolil Ha'elyoin, in the Upper Galilee, Besukhase Shurb, Yechna Berbiloi, Bekisri. He was Merbiyech of Rabbi Eli's Sukh in Kisri. But I'm really like the Kisari, and some people say it wasn't in Kisri, it was in a city Kisari. Anyway, so they were at the meal. And the sun kept on moving in the sky. And the sun reached the Sukkah, and it started, it started making it uncomfortably warm in there. So Eli asked his Rabbi Eliezer, can I put out some sheets underneath the schach in order to shade us from the sun? Now, full disclosure, this shiloh can be interpreted one of two ways. It can be a sukkah-related shiloh. Is that going to ruin the schach? Is it like sleeping under a bed? Is it a couple tumma type of shiloh? Or it could be a hilcha shabbos shiloh. Are you allowed to do some type of minor construction, like putting up a window shade on shabbos? So he asked Rabbi Eliezer the Shiloh. Rabbi Eliezer did not want to answer him, so he changed the topic. So he said, There's no Shevet Shlehemid Mimenu Shevet that did not have a Shevet. Rashi goes through that 8 out of 12 Shvatim, it's Mefurish, what Shevet they came from. And guess what? We're missing 4 Shevetim and 4 Shvatim. So Rashi says, I can't prove it, but 
probably what he meant to do is match up the last four with the last four, and every single shevet produced one shevet. The sun then moved more in the sky and now was center in the sukkah and it was getting even more uncomfortable in there. So Rav once again diverted the topic. There is no shevet amongst the yidin. Not only did every shevet produce a shevet, every shevet produced a navi. And in fact, shevet Yehuda bin Yamin not only had shevetim and neviim, it even had, it even had malachim. Hemi the malachim alpinavim. Binyamin produced Shaul, and and um, David produced, and Yehuda produced David, which were appointed by Nevim. After that, the malachim were not appointed by Nevim. It was just who their father was. Finally, Finally, the sun reached the point in the sukkah where Eliezer was sitting, and Rabbi Yechem, Rabbi Eloi, could not bear to see his rabbi be uncomfortable, so he didn't wait for a halachic answer. He took matters into his own hands. Natal Yechanan Sadin, Rabbi Yechanan took the sheets, upires Aleha, and he spread them on the sukkah. At which point, Rabbi Eliezer did not want to be nana from such an action. Hifshil Rabbalazar Talisa Lacharv, Rabbalazar flipped on his talis, the and he left the sukkah. Not because he held what he was doing wrong per se, but to stay would be an implicit consent, and Rabbalazar was uncomfortable paskining, we'll see why. Not because Eliezer disagreed necessarily with the psalm. El Rebeleazer had a policy that he stuck to. He never paskened on any matter which he did not hear explicitly from his Rebbe. Like Shalei Omar, Davar, he never said something, Shalei Shama Mipi Rabbi that he didn't hear from his Rebbe. So, that is the story with the sheets, and that is the story with the sukkah, and that is the story with the... But one second. Who are we talking about? Rebeleazer. <coughs> Where was he? He was in Reb Yechanan Reb Eli's sukkah in Kisarian, which is not within one day's travel from Lud. So here we have Reb Eliezer nailed, going against his halach. Says the Gemara, Hey, how did he do this? One Reb Eliezer, he, he wasn't able to go out from one sukkah to another sukkah. Says the Gemara, it wasn't Sukkis. We never said it was Sukkis. It was Shavuos. And like he, he hosted him on his deck. And his deck had lattice work on top of it. That's all we saw. We said he hosted him in a Sukkah. And it was Yontif. You put two and two together and said it was Sukkis. So, so okay, fine. It didn't violate Rebeliezer's Psaq there. But Rabbi Eliezer, we had another Gemara Eli that said, Rabbi Eliezer, oh, you shouldn't go out of your house on any Yontif. Vom Rabbi Eliezer, Meshabbeach, Aniyas Hatzlonin, Shein Yetzim Yotem Beregel. I praise the lazy people that don't go out of the house on Regal because it says, V'samachta Ato Beisecha. You will be happy, you and your house, you and your family. Says the Gemara, Shabbos Havite. No, it was a regular old Shabbos. Okay, so if it wasn't Sukkot because it would violate his halacha of switching Sukkot, and it wasn't 
another yomtif because it would violate his halach of leaving your family for yomtif, then what was that whole issue with the sheet? It wasn't a sukkah issue per se. It was a Shabbos issue. Oh, so he was asking a question about putting up a temporary shade. Well, why did Rebbe Lazar feel comfortable paskining like that? We have Rebbe Lazar on record paskining that Shiloh. Says the Gemara, V'tip now that you told me it wasn't a sukkah Shiloh, because Chas Shalom Rebbe Lazar would go to another sukkah, so it was a Shabbos Shiloh. For the Shabbos Shiloh, we have that answer recorded. V'tip so why can't you prove that from another statement of Rebbe Lazar so what they used to do when they used to seal up a window is they would have like the board that you put there or you know the plank that they put there and it would have a hole and you would take this peg and you'd put it through the hole and that would be the seal that would keep that plank in place so pikak the, the, the tie, the lock of the chaloin so says Rebbe like this bizman shakasher v'taloi if it's tied to the building and just hanging there, so it's already part of the building. So to put it into the hole and to put it in place, it's not a violation of Shabbos. You're not adding to the building. That lock that was dangling there the whole time, so you're not adding to the building. It's already part of the building. So if the pekaka chaloin was hanging, if it's tied on and hanging, you can lock with it. But if it's putting a new item into a building, it's a violation of Shabbos. You cannot lock with it. It's not there permanently. You're going to take it out next morning. You can either way lock it. So says the Gemara, we know Rabbi Eliezer's opinion on this matter. So why is he so reluctant to ask it? Why did he run out in reluctance to pop? Ah, you know why? Because it wasn't Shabbos. It was Sukkot. And it wasn't the Shabbos issue. It was a Sukkot issue. And you're wrong. Why is it a problem by the lock? Because you're going to leave it there. It's part of the building. Here, this is my sheet. I don't plan on leaving it here. The minute we don't need it for Sukkot anymore, we don't need it to shield the sun, I'm going to take it back to my bed and use it to sleep with. Says the Gemara, there your intention is to be mavatal, make a part of the building. That's when Rabbi Lazar has his stringency, it has to be hanging there. Here, I'm not leaving it, it's my sheet. It's just mamish temporary. It's temporary to block the sun for 10 minutes. Then when the sun passes and I'm going to take my nap, I'm taking it down. There, Rabbi Lazar doesn't necessarily say, it's what doesn't necessarily, it's also we don't have a psaktrim. That's why he left the sun.